This call is now being recorded. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And as I do always, um, there wouldn't be a show without my faithful listeners who've been following me for a little over eight years now in the internet with podcasts from hundreds of authors in various areas. And today joining me from New York, actually lives in Orange County, is Bill Phillips. And Bill is the author of a new book called Expect the Unexpected, Bringing Peace, Healing, and Hope from the Other Side. Good day to you, Bill. Good day to you. And thanks for being on, and thanks for spending a few minutes with my listeners to just expose them to not only the talents that you've developed, but really the ability to help others from this side of the world heal and be more comfortable with themselves, um, not be as anxious about um, this experience of death and dying and what their loved ones are doing. And I'm going to let the uh, the people know just a tad about you. Bill is a psychic medium who helps the deceased communicate with their loved ones on earth. Uh, he connects individual readings in person by phone or via Skype, as well as small and large group readings throughout the United States. He's established a reputation for offering compelling psychic communications and has a way with large audiences. He lives in Orange County. Uh, you can visit Bill at Facebook at www.bill, and the Phillips is P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S dot com, spelled a little yeah. bit differently. I'll spell that again. It's P-H-I-L-I-2-P-S-P-P-S uh, dot com. Well, Bill, yeah. let's just dive right into this because, uh, look, you have a, a lot to tell people and, you know, growing up, you had these experiences growing up of actually um, seeing people, experiencing people from the other side. You had a traumatic kind of childhood. Um, and then mm -hmm. at the age of 14, you lost your mother. Um, and if you would, um, has all of this, how has all of that actually kind of molded you into the person that you are today? Yeah, you know, so I feel very strongly that any kind of intuitive, psychic, medium, healer typically has um, some sort of trauma that shifts their perception or shifts their awareness. Uh, for me, it happened a lot younger than it happened to, for most people. So for me, it was 14 when the, my mother passed away quite unexpectedly, and um I was living in California, she was living in New York, and I, and I got the chance to see her one last time um, before she passed away, and um, my life changed at that, after that moment because she came to me, and my whole world was shaken by that experience. I didn't know what to make of it. Um, I was taught that there was no such thing as an afterlife um, or a ghost or a spirit. So it was very confusing for a 14-year-old to go through that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I told you just before coming on that in February I lost my mother. And um, I'm not saying that I'm psychic. I think most people have psychic abilities. Uh, but it's interesting. We had a great relationship. But she's not visited. Mm -hmm. um, and I have often wondered why I haven't had dreams of her or understand where she is or what that is. But you actually, you know, in large audiences, work with people and bring this out. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I, I really feel that um, I always 
talk about um, spirits that recently passed. Usually it's within a year's time. I like to call them a newbie, which basically just means that they are still learning how to, um, you know, exist on the other side. So just like when you're born, you learn how to walk and talk and cry and all, you know, you learn when you die how to exist without a human body again. And that can be a little bit of a process, also going through a life review and seeing the lessons that you learned when you were on, you know, when you were in the physical body. And so... Um, I, I say in my book, too, that a lot of times the spirits will not present themselves to you physically because they don't want to scare you. Uh, so typically what they're going to do is they're going to um, get your attention through other ways. Through, it could be nature. It could be a big one of electricity. A lot of people have had situations with, like, lights flashing or TVs turning on and off, radios turning on and off. They're very good at manipulating electricity because they are that energy form. Um, so do they also do they also leave copper pennies? I've found a lot absolutely, of pennies. My, absolutely, my mom has, yeah. I believe, every time I see a penny in a parking lot or somewhere, I, I go, oh, my gosh, my mom's got a message for me. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say pennies from heaven. And a good way of knowing that is just intuitively, but also especially with pennies, um, I always tell people to look out for them for the months or the years that are on the pennies. And you typically it will correlate with like a birthday anniversary passing or something significant. So that's also a good indicator as well. Or also, you know, if they're just in a random, random spot, like, you know, um, on your, on your kitchen counter when there's no possible way that it could have been there, you just cleaned your house or something. It, it usually has a very synchronistic feeling to it that, you know, is out of this world. Mm. Well, you know, I know a lot of my listeners out there totally believe in this, but there's got to be some that are not, that are skeptical. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I have particularly a group of listening audiences that is around spirituality, and I have a master's degree in spiritual psychology myself. So the reality wow. is I think that there is a ton of my listeners that do believe, uh, that do believe in it, and some that are, mm -hmm. uh, are still somewhat skeptical. Now, in your book, you paint this picture of these psychic reading rooms that are you know, kind of in strip malls with little flashing signs and older <laughs> ladies sitting back there with cards and, you know, all these kind of things that I think we think about when we think about psychics or mediums or people that are going to tell us about, you know, what is our, what's in our future or who came across from the other side. What would you do to dispel that belief about uh, people who might have some apprehension about what you're talking about and, uh, you know, just leave us open for the possibility? Right. Well, that's a very good question. I, I feel like um, it's important, first of all, to be open to this world. And many people are nowadays, especially with pop culture really um, expanding upon death and with all the reality television that's around. Um, but I, I feel that I, I tell people all the time that this is not an exact science. You know, I, I really do, or I used to wish rather that the spirits would, you know, be as clear as day and or I could see them physically and they, and they could have a conversation like, like we're having right now, but it doesn't work that way. It's a different process. And when people understand that process, it really does open up their minds to how the spirit world works because they're working in a non-physical form to communicate. And a lot of it is just to do with energy, feeling, thoughts, sounds. And that is their language. You know, I'm a firm believer that love is the universal language and that's how they communicate to us that they have survived 
Um, so for anyone who's skeptical, first of all, I totally understand that. I myself was skeptical, and I am so I'm such a Virgo in the sense and very analytical that when I give a reading, I want to make sure that what's coming through is from the spirit energy and not from my own mind. So I, I want hard evidence just as much as the person coming to see me does. Um, and I'm, I think that comes across very clearly when I do this work. Um, and really what it comes down to is being open and being receptive. If you're not open or receptive, this work will have no impact on you whatsoever. Mm, I would agree. I think that people's mm-hmm. minds need to be uh, open, receptive, and almost be a channel for it and be willing to want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. And, you know, you're saying that, you know, from all of my classes, you know, some people are clairvoyant, clairsentient. Uh, There's all these various areas. Some people feel it. Some people see it. In your case, you Mm -hmm. see your clairsentient. Um, So Mm -hmm. tell us how these uh, entities from the other side are actually communicating with you. What is it that you're sensing as you're working an audience and you're picking this up from people, because I watch some of your videos, you virtually like, mm-hmm. hey, it's uh, Molly said to say whatever, or the dog or whatever, and you see the people mm-hmm. that are so surprised. Um, right. how, how are they communicating with you? For me, it's really, um, it's a mixture of things, but I find that it's like a charade with them. So they're they're literally throwing their thoughts into my into my brain. It's the only way that I could explain it to you is random thoughts popping into my head that I know are not mine. And I I I just have to trust that they're for the person that has come to see me. Or in these in the sense of the audience, it's a little bit different because it's a little bit chaotic. There's literally hundreds, if not thousands, of energies trying to get my attention. So I am being pulled in, in many different directions. Um, but I usually um, Tell the spirits before the before the reading begins. Please come through for those that need to hear from you, that have a strong emotional need to hear from you, and bring through things that there's no way anyone could know about in this room today. Bring through information, whether it be you know a nickname, whether it be that you felt you know spilt your eggs on your yellow shoes this morning when you were getting ready. Whatever it may be, something that's very um, you know, unusual that nobody could have known about. And that is what gets um, these people that are coming for the experience to understand the process. And it also, at the same time, validates to them that it's real. And then when that validation occurs, the um, the gamut of emotions are lifted off of them. You know, the, um, the guilt and the fear of death and just the sorrow and sadness that the grief that we hold on to when someone does die. And so it's a process, but when I trust the information that's being presented to me through that charade, whether it be thoughts, um, I also have feelings as well that come over me. The spirits will give me how they felt in life, how they felt when they passed. Um, And then I will quite literally hear my voice being played back to me, giving me names or giving me sounds or giving me um, just basically symbols to speak Mm -hmm. out to the living and it, it really is a channel that's the only way i can explain it or equate it is i it's like a radio signal so is there anything that you do bill to prepare prior to whether it would be a session with me and i asked you hey bill what's my mother trying to mm-hmm. tell me versus a right. session with a group of 1500 people 
where you're now thrust mm -hmm. in front of a big stage with lots of these entities coming to you, speaking to you in however fashion they are. What are you doing to prepare to actually channel that, to actually understand, to tune in? You know, it's almost like a radio where the radio waves, you know, if you're in a big audience, you've got to be getting, you know, hundreds of different channels. Um, one are going to come through right. than the other, right? Um, you've got to exactly. tune in that channel. Um, and then when you're right. doing one-on-one -on -one with somebody like me, it's obviously you're trying to tune in to just that one channel to hear what that person has right. to say. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you were to say something to me about my mother, what, because it has been something that has been a little upsetting to me that I haven't actually been able to um, communicate or I miss those nightly talks. We used to talk every night on the phone right. and they were very mm -hmm. comforting. And I have to admit, I'm missing it. And I was the youngest, but I haven't had time to grieve it either because I've been so busy. Right. Well, um, for me, what I do to prepare myself is I like to center myself. So I typically will spend uh, my mornings um, in meditation, not the mm -hmm. whole morning. I might spend 20 to 30 minutes just kind of letting all of the clutter in my mind uh, be cleared away because, like I said earlier, I, I like to be able to distinct, you know, the feelings and thoughts from the spirit side versus the thoughts that are my own. And um, just centering myself through meditation, clearing my energy, um, just focusing really on the energy is what helps me distinguish the two. So I feel like I have a strong, clear channel. Mm -hmm. What would right? you tell somebody like myself who's attempting mm -hmm. to... Uh, you know, number one, you, you believe this is teachable to a degree. Um, how yeah. would how would I make that, and how would you teach me to make those mm -hmm. connections? Oh, great, great, great. So that's a great question too. Um, and what I would do is I would encourage you to find your awareness because, you know, there are people like myself that can do this for people and help them tremendously, but everyone has the innate ability of intuition, like you said, and that ability of psychic nature. Um, and we all have the ability to slow our lives down and tune in to the signs around us that our loved ones are near. So you don't always have to go see a medium to have that um, experience. You could have it on your own. Like you mentioned that you felt the connection with the pennies. You know, for some, for me, my sign for my mother has always been white butterflies, and they literally are always around me, especially in times of transition or times when I need a lot of strength or courage. I, I see them quite a bit, and that's her sign to me, and that was something that I asked for that she gave to me. And so I really feel that um, when you ask, you shall receive, right? So mm -hmm. putting out the intention to them and setting that ground with them will then allow them to do their work on their side to get to get your attention. So I would say being open, um, slowing down, because we live in a very high-paced society, especially for someone like yourself or for anyone who is, you know, very busy. Um, and through slowing down and through being in a calm state, we can have those interactions. But that's why a lot of people usually, you know, wake up during 3 o'clock in the morning and they have brilliant ideas or they do get sent, they, they do get awoken by, by, by um, a spirit energy in the middle of the night because 
they're in a they're in a they're in an altered state of consciousness, being you know being asleep, and they are slowed down, and that's when our minds are most able to pick up on that energy. So mm-hmm. to answer your question fully now, I would just say to be aware, to slow down, and to set the intention that they will, you know, provide you the signs that you're looking for. And I talk about it in my book as well. I'm a firm believer, for myself anyways, in things happening in threes. So um, I find that whenever I am presented with a sign three times in a row within a short time span, it's usually a sign for my guides um, to that, you know, follow this thought or, you know, take this invitation or go in this direction. So I'm a firm believer in that. But just like with anything, you have to program your own belief system. You have to program your own language to the universe and to the spirit world. So that's why I'm saying by setting your intention, you are in essence programming, you know, your language to them and how, they, and how you want them to respond to you. So I have a quick question for you. You know, after your mom died, uh, a woman by the name Mm -hmm. of Rachel came into your life who actually was quite a believer (laughs) in spirit and had to have a a big effect in your life. I mean, you almost dedicate a whole chapter to her here and throughout the book. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit more about Rachel and Rachel's influence on you as a person and how it formed you into potentially being, again, the person that you are today with the abilities that you have. Right. You know, Rachel, I got to say off, off this subject, Rachel's not her real name. They, we had to change all the names <laughs> for the privacy of everyone. So okay. We'll call her Rachel for the interview. Um, okay. She is, you know, she really was, um, she really came to me at a very pivotal life, pivotal time in my life when I needed that guidance. And, um, my grandmother, who had raised me up until that point, uh, who is still here, she's very Christian, has Christian values and morals, and again, this world is not in her realm of existence. So for me, I was very um, afraid of it, and I thought it was, you know, the devil's work. I thought it was just not real, or I was crazy. And so she really helped to instill this um confidence in me. She was like my, my psychic tutor in a sense where she was always testing me to show me the impact of my ability. Um, and I really think that, that that struggle for me and that those that time for me was very beneficial because it really helped me um, just solidify um, this trust within myself and this trust within my ability. And um, if I didn't have if I didn't have that upbringing, maybe things would have turned out differently. So I'm grateful for that experience. But she was very um, instrumental in me trusting that this could be my path if I was open to it. And mm-hmm. so there's there's many stories in the book about this. And really, what what it showed me was that there's there's no rules to how this ability or gift works. And um, what I realized, and this is also the reason why I have called the book Expect the Unexpected is because I'm, I was never sure what to expect when I opened my channel up. And there's a chapter in the book which explains this where I gave her a reading because I was still in that beginning stage of trusting this ability. And um, she did not know what I was talking about. She, but she, you know, she, well, she, she was very encouraging anyways. And she is a very open individual that knew that whatever came through happened, it had to be for somebody. She just didn't know who. 
Um, and in in the book, it, it goes to talk about just you know a week later she found out who it was and it was a random stranger who happened to be her client, and the information was so poignant and um, specific to that person that it changed her life. Um, and that's that has been a theme for me ever since in every reading that I did that not only will the person coming to see me receive their own messages from their loved ones, but they will also most of the time be a messenger for somebody else that also needs to heal to hear and that needs the healing as well. So um that's been a big theme of mine and I, I've completely let go of control of it because at first I was like, wait a second, why you know, why is this happening? I don't I don't get it. But I realized that it wasn't it wasn't for me to get. It was for me just to be the messenger and to deliver the information. Well, you certainly have a plethora of stories in the books that you allow people to kind of experience. So that brings me mm-hmm. to this question. If somebody was to, I'm going to guide them, direct them to your website, um, learn more about mm-hmm. you. You obviously do private sessions. What can they expect? I mean, uh, let's say somebody says, hey, no, let's, let's, uh, let's get on the phone or let's do a Skype call. What, what are they, what are they going to get? Okay, so that's a great question as well. Everyone is different in that sense, but my primary mission and goal and intention before I give any reading is to have whatever is meant for that person's highest good to come through. And I always say those exact words before every reading that I give. Um, But they can first expect the unexpected. (laughs) Secondly, they can expect to get a lot of information from um, the spirits that are around them the ones that are connected to them, their close loved ones, their um, family through their family lineage, a friend of a friend, they're, they're going to be expected to be basically bombarded with information that is coming from the other side. And it's, um, it comes through very quickly, typically. And it will also be information pertaining to their lives currently or the past or going into the future. I, I always say that the spirit world has no sense of time. So when they bring through information, they're going to be covering things that um, could have happened 20 years ago, could have happened last week, or that is going to happen next month. And um, and everything always connects. And it's funny because in the moment, and this is, this is also in the book as well, in the moment, Healing does occur, but there's always there's always something that happens in the reading that the person's not sure about until afterwards, and it's usually in that moment that happens after the reading that even solidifies the information to a different level because it it shows them oh my gosh like how did this happen there's no way that this person could have known that and um, I call it spirit homework I call it that the spirits are sh- trying to show you guide you to other validations. Just to just to prove just just to further prove that you know I haven't done any funny business I haven't researched anybody it truly is a genuine connection occurring um, and that was my purpose as well was to basically break the stereotype that um, that this work was negative or false or or scary and and that does come across in the book and it also comes across um, every day when I do this to people around the world. Now, do you ever uh, utilize uh, clothing or rings or anything from people to pick up on that energy, or is that something that comes through? So I, I saw one of your videos, mm-hmm. and there was a, it talked about a lady with a blanket and that she was holding a blanket. Right. Um, how mm-hmm. frequently are these, uh, these spirits coming across and identifying something 
um, that's physical in our physical world? Quite a bit, um, because they're trying to show you that they have a connection to those physical material things that were left behind. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I, I always say, you know, like, you know, jewelry's big. Everyone has a piece of jewelry that their mother gave them or something. But it's always things that are, that are trivial. Like maybe it could have been someone's scarf or it could have been, um, you know, I had someone recently that, that I read for that, you know, there was, a, there was one fork that was left behind through the grandmother that was from years ago that the woman just found recently. So um, they, they, they do connect to physical things just to validate that they're around, but they also are not, they're not um, connected to the physical. So a lot of times they'll say, you know, don't keep the room the same. Don't keep the house because you think that I'm there still move forward, you know, you don't, you don't have to um, wear my jacket every day, I'm around you, you don't have to go to my, to my plot, you know, I'm with you. So they also, you know, sort of um, differentiate the, the significance of um, holding on to the physical versus honoring them through the physical. There, there, is, there is a difference. So, um, but it happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Bill, if my listeners out there have now been got, gotten an idea about your abilities, um, how they can um, understand more about you as a medium and how you bring these spirits across to get them to better understand both the past, the present, and the future, um, what, are, mm -hmm. what are some of the places you would send them to go? I know you've got an awesome website. You've got videos there, testimonials right. um, and for right. my listeners. Uh, any upcoming events that you want them to know about or places that they might want to go to see you? I know you travel a lot and your schedule is pretty full. Um, any Anything's coming up? Um, yeah, I have quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff for my book, um, signings and um, audience reading. So you're in California, which is um, kind of ironic that I happen to be in New York right now, but um, I'm going to be doing a few... Um, audience readings um, in the Southern California area um, next month and into December. Mm -hmm. It's on my website. And then I also will be in Florida next month. I have an audience reading this Sunday um, in New York. Um, so people can really follow me through my website. And I also have um, social media. So I have a Facebook page that's just Psychic Medium Bill Phillips. And okay. um, I, I like to give back to my... Um, my clients, my fans, my following through, I call it daily inspiration. So things will kind of come to me in the moment and I will just write them out um, to Facebook. And, it, and it, it, you know, it really helps people get through their days. So I, I go on there quite a bit just to help people and give them inspiration and hope continuously. Well, and we'll post that all in our blog as well. And for everyone, yeah. Bill Phillips, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. Um, you can go to there. You can see, we'll put a posting to the Facebook page, his Twitter site, um, Instagram, wherever you can reach Bill. And Bill, it's been a pleasure having you on with us this morning and speaking a little bit to our audience is about your new book called Expect the Unexpected, Bringing Peace, Healing, and Hope from the Other Side. This book obviously is a book that you would want to pick up and read so that you could have a better understanding not only about what Bill does, but also the experiences of his clients by telling the stories of them as well. A pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth with us and spending some time imparting 
um, your wisdom and your psychic abilities to bring in uh, spirits from the other world. Thanks for being on with us, Bill. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.